Welcome. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this is the Connected Calm Life. Thanks for being with me. I'm really so grateful that you're here. I appreciate you so much. There's a lot of podcasts to listen to. I know. There's not a lot of time, so I just appreciate you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Do you know that the Ocean of Yum has a wait list right now? I want to make sure that you are signed up for that wait list. There will be a discount code if you sign up for the wait list. So I want to invite you to do that. You can find out more information over at the Now What Academy. I also want to make sure that you're inside the Connected Calm Life. Membership now is $5, as little as $5 a month. It's a great way to support the show, the content, the classes, the courses, everything that's happening with this podcast and the work that I do uh, with Tamar. The other thing that's happening, which is really exciting, is that now I'm teaching the Ocean of Yum once a month, once a month, and you can jump into the Ocean of Yum uh, through the Connected Calm Life. So jump in there and let's do it. I love this conversation that I have with Dr. Dawn today. I hope you will love it as much as I do. Thank you again for being here. Please share the show with somebody. Uh, Somebody perhaps needs to listen to it. Please review the show and again, jump into the members area. All right. I'll see you inside. Hi, this is Dr. Dawn with The Connected Calm Life. That's right. Dr. Dawn's in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about this conversation. Dawn, I'm a huge fan of yours for several reasons. You you look good with short hair first. I'm just going to say that. Thank you. (laughs) You know, like hair... Is my breaking point. It's my There is a thing. Yes. You know, it, it, it's, it's like always been this thing where I've always had really good hair. Mm. And this, uh, back in December, I got micro bangs that killed me. Oh no. And I almost, I almost went short. Like I almost just was like going to start all over again. I don't know how I missed that. Cause I, oh. I, I see your social media and I don't remember you having micro bangs. I'm going to go back and scroll backwards and see <laughs> because I stopped posting. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, it was really hard for me. Like my vanity, I was yeah, devastated. I hear you. Oh, and I typically can pull anything off, but my inner, like my inside was like not matching the outside and it didn't feel good at all. Oh, so how long did it take before you felt like you could get back on there? Literally, I j- I'm just now feeling. Oh. So it's been uh, like four months. Yeah, a long time. I'm all about taking chances, though. I think people should experiment, try things out. You know, if it doesn't work, change course, do something else. <laughs> yes. The bandanas, they were working for a while. I love bandanas. <laughs> yes. I like the bandanas, too. I think they look great on oh you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So big hand of the, big fan of the hair. Uh, I always love when a woman can pull that <laughs> off and also a fan of your TikTok, also a fan of your Instagram, just a fan of your clubhouse, just a big fan. So I'm really glad that we could connect and have a conversation and support the listeners here. I agree. And of course I am a big fan of yours too. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, um, 
I just enjoy seeing you put yourself out there and just really sharing with people, like being an authentic person in recovery. I think Mm. that is so important and so powerful. It's, you know, I didn't realize the strength or the courage that it takes Mm. every day to show up and to say, I'm in recovery. Yeah. Until I started doing it. And then I had the hair situation happen. And then I was like, I can't Aww. share it. But it's been, it's, it has been like, some people can just get out there and do it, right? There are these younger women and, and men, of course, uh, that are newer in recovery. And they're just out there like waving their flag. I love it. I know. I see that quite a bit. Yes. And it blows my mind because, and maybe it's a generational thing too. Yeah. I think a lot of people, and, and personality. I mean, it doesn't matter age so much, but um I think so many people are used to just sharing on social media and with others, you know, in a way that people who are a little bit older, like us per se, like Uh we, we didn't really have an outlet for that. No, that's, Mm -hmm. that's why I think it's so cool. I do too. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's great to be able to, it's, it's great to have like long-term recovery like I do and be Mm -hmm. able to share about it finally in a way that is comfortable. Like I'm finally like, okay, it's comfortable because everyone else has done it. That's one thing I'm really grateful that these younger, younger crew of people, humans uh-huh. have kind of st- stood up and said, I'm just going to be out here and I'm going to, I'm doing this anyway. Yep. I so agree. Cool. You've been working with people in recovery for a while. Yeah. Almost 20 years. That's yeah. a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, how, okay. I don't know. Like 20 years ago, I'm thinking like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. what made you think, oh, this is a good idea. I'm going to go down this path. Like, huh. uh, I have a background in psychology. My undergraduate degree is in psychology. And then mm-hmm. I went to naturopathic medical school and mm-hmm. it was just working in rehab was a really nice way to marry both of those things. And so mm-hmm. I first started out at an eating disorder treatment center and I, uh, I worked there for 12 years. And when you treat eating disorders, you're treating other disorders too, other addictions, yep. it's inevitable, uh, mental health, physical health. And then after that, I worked in a, um, a center that focuses on trauma and addiction. So really got in, mm-hmm. got, really got to help with like detoxing people, like literally Mm -hmm. detoxing people. Um, And I didn't really have much experience with that prior. So um, that was a really good experience for me too. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. Detox is intense. It is intense. And I admire people who are willing to take that step and willing to take that step when they know, you know, they've done it before and it can be miserable. And, and once somebody told me, another provider told me they're, not to discourage people, but there really isn't like a comfortable detox. There's always some degree of discomfort for people. And fortunately, we have a lot of tools to help smooth that out some. Mm-hmm. And so for people, I think a lot of people don't realize that they're so scared of it, but we have a lot of comfort meds we can give people to help them get through detox. I'm just thinking about <laughs> all the things mm-hmm. that... I've detoxed over the years from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So emotional detox, yeah. Uh, relationships detox, uh, chocolate. Like I had a bad chocolate 
detox once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've detoxed off of coffee. Um, I've detoxed, like just that word detox. And then hearing you put perspective on there's tools that you can use yeah. to support one through it. I think that that's really an interesting subject. And this month we're talking about worth and having value. Mm-hmm. And so I want to Let's 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 noodle into that idea around detox because a lot of my listeners do they're growing in their recovery. Mm-hmm. And we do, I feel like we do as we go through this our recovery, we have to detox stuff of other things. Yeah. It's just and I bring up people or relationships because I've when I was in early recovery. Mm-hmm. There were people I just could not hang out with at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that in your treatment center or like working in the treatment world? Oh, for sure. Trying to support somebody going through that. Yeah. Well, you try to support people in going through that. And then also a, a big component of the treatment that I worked in, and I think it, it's important is to help support the loved ones too, because they're going through a transformation oh also, right? Because- right. Often the person is the identified mm-hmm. sick one and there are all these dynamics that are involved and uh, yeah, it's, it can be complicated and transformational too. I mean, I've seen like so many beautiful things happen out of this where you think there's so much darkness and uh, despair mm-hmm. and then just to see people just really come into themselves and families come into themselves. I love that. I like when the family mm-hmm. dynamics change. Yeah, that is so important, and I like it when the relationships, the friends, start to change. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a community Brenda Zane has called the Stream. Are you familiar? No, I'm not. Uh, amazing, but it's a support system, a support community based uh, to to help the family members, really like to, the help the mothers, to help the mothers, to help the mothers detox, like it's detox. It's like, I'm in a sick relationship with my child. Right. And that takes a lot of courage just to raise your hand and say, I have, (laughs) I have a child who's addicted Mm -hmm. and we're in this kind of loop. And she does a lot of work around helping them kind of, you know, separate and holding space for them. Mm -hmm. Really Mm -hmm. cool organization. Uh, And that moment when the family is like, oh, my, my other family member is finding support. They're finding help. Mm-hmm. They're changing. There is something really cool about that moment. And I'm sure you've seen it over and over and over again. Yeah. And it can be, I mean, it could be partners. It could be adult yeah. children, even young children, younger children. I mean, adolescents or like I've seen like grandparents who are supportive. It's just mm. anybody, anybody in the, the person's system, right? Uh, it can be transformational for them too. And it's nice to have these relationships where, I don't know, when, when you go into a treatment center, I feel like it's kind of shaky ground. <laughs> a lot shaky. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of shakiness going on. And then coming out of that treatment center and then building new relationships yeah, finding your, it's like finding your feet again, finding your way in life mm-hmm. in a whole new manner. And 
again, I just feel like in recovery, we do that every day. Like even in long-term recovery, I do that every day. It's like I brought up the chocolate because I had to detox off a chocolate cake, right? That was like mm. a thing that I had. Mm-hmm. And so how it's, it was like discovering how to live without the chocolate cake and how to support myself and how not to fall back on those old behaviors. Yes. What are some of the kind of tips or tricks that you provide your clients around supporting them to not fall back on those behaviors, right? Or those like desires? Well, I think I hear you touching on intentional, making intentional choices. So every day you wake up and Mm -hmm. you have a desire for how you want the day to be. And for you, when you were doing that, your desire was not to have the cake. (laughs) So um, I think there's so many tools available that I'm sure people see on social media. Uh, There's so much more awareness about uh, like meditation. I mean, I know you're obviously a big meditator. It's something I've been doing for a number of years now too. And uh, I just, I just wrote an article on this about uh, summarizing the mental health benefits of meditation, because now we have the research to support it. So tying it back into having an intentional day, it's really like learning how to be with that discomfort and also to shift it, I I believe, and and I've seen that quite a bit. So uh, to support people if they're experiencing you know, whether it's like anxiety, mood swings, uh, energy issues, uh, whatever it is that's coming up for them, that's creating obstacles to them making that shift. That's really what I want to address for them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's so hard. Yeah, it is. You, You know what I mean? Like the resistance. Yeah. You know, you're up against the wall and I'm thinking of a client that I have right now. She's like, I don't want to. Like she literally said, I don't want to meditate lane, not doing it. I was like, okay. Right. Well, so what do you, what do you say when somebody says that? Like, nope, not doing it. I see myself as uh, a teacher Uh and like you put the information out there and maybe somebody isn't ready and it's not uncommon for them. And I know this in my life, like I'm stubborn and resistant and there are times when I'll circle back to that thing. You know, you might be like, it's not time now, but at some point, uh, they might be ready to do that. I, 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 obviously, you can't force people. <laughs> I know. It, it's so, it's a challenge, right? And as a, I mean, I'm just thinking about you for being a doctor. <laughs> nope, not doing that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to meditate. Dr. Dawn, I'm not meditating. <laughs> Give I'm me not, anything else. <laughs> th- this is one thing that I do with people. It seems to be effective, but to uh, say, why don't you try an experiment? Commit, mm. commit to, and we do this a lot with people who are using substances, right? Like they'll have like a dry January or dry yeah. October or that kind of thing. Uh, why don't you just try this? And I do this like with food sensitivities too. Like, let's just try it for like two weeks. Yeah. Let's see how you feel. Or, you know, if it doesn't work, or you don't notice any benefit, you can ditch right. it. I think a lot of people are willing to do that. So the idea, it might be overwhelming to like, be like, I'm going to do this my whole life. They might not be able yeah. to do that yet. What I like about that is it kind of is in alignment with the alcohol-free kind of, or sober curious mm-hmm. 
movement yep. as opposed to like, I'm going to get sober and I'm going to stop, yeah. right? It, it, there's like a hard line with people who are like, okay, I'm going to get sober. I'm going to do it this way. It's going to go like this. I'm right. Like it's very rigid. Yep. And when I look at the alcohol-free movement or the sober curious, it's very flexible and like, oh, let's just try it for two weeks. Let's just see if it works. So as a doctor mm-hmm. and working in treatment for so long mm-hmm. and knowing that alcoholism is a, is a disorder, how, mm-hmm. how do you like, how can you just say, oh, let's just try it for two weeks. And like, how does that kind of play into you? Well, that depends, that depends on the degree of use too. Like some people, um, it, they're, they're unable to like, they're they're, They just cannot. Um, yeah. Cause I was just thinking, I I just got into an argument, not, not argument, but a a heated (laughs) debate, a heated debate Uh with somebody about this, this exact issue of like, well, if I'm an alcoholic and somebody says, oh, just, you know, give it a, give it a rest. No. <laughs> like my husband's like, can't you just give it a rest? I'm like, no, like right. I will die. Right. Like, and, he, and we've been together, I don't know, 15 years. I was like, and he's still like, no. It's so yeah. interesting. It, and it's true. That's, I mean, that's the nature of addiction, right? I, mm-hmm. That people are unable to, despite the consequences of use. Right. So however, there's like a whole spectrum of people that use, we're, we're talking about alcohol and this really could apply to anything, but a whole spectrum. Yeah. And we have people who they, they, they will need to go to a treatment center and actually go through a detox process. Yep. But what I'm really, one of the things that's been really interesting for me, especially being on social media, it, specifically TikTok is realizing like how many people are like, they wouldn't be considered to have like a alcohol use disorder Mm-hmm. However, like alcohol really might not be helping them thrive. It might be detrimental to mm-hmm. their goals for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, that that's a group I'm starting to be more interested in supporting um, and having some really, really good conversations on social media about that, I think. You made a post, I think about, uh, God, what's her name? Uh, Chelsea, right? Chelsea used my video. Do you know this? Oh, I didn't know that. I just know. Yeah. And you're, you're not really a TikTok person. So you I'm don't not, really know I'm how not this a works. TikTok person. Yeah. So I have a, I have a teenage daughter who had been telling me, mom, you need to get on TikTok. You need to okay. get, and I was like, oh, TikTok's for kids. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But, but finally I was like, well, I'm making these videos for Instagram. I might as well post them on TikTok too. So I started to make them in TikTok and, okay. and then people started to like view them and it would freak <laughs> me out because it's a very different, it's a very different vibe than Instagram. Okay. Um, so anyway, one of the things that happens on TikTok is that people, people can use your videos and incorporate them into their own videos. And so oh. I had a video uh-huh. that went viral and it was about, it was just a response video where somebody said, they said, well, define heavy drinking. And I said, well, for women, heavy drinking is defined as, and I use, it was actually the CDC definition. I didn't realize how many people hate the CDC. (laughs) So that actually helped with the comments, but Uh uh um, for women, it's eight, eight drinks or more a week. And then for men, it's, it's 15 or more. And of course, then there's the dynamics of men versus women. And there are a lot of like arguments about that, but 
First, uh, so you know who Selena Gomez is? She's a young actress, so, yeah. right? Yeah, she's a pretty famous actress. And she she used my video in... Like How December. are you getting people to use your videos? Well, it's the algorithm. It's the okay, algorithm. So and I don't people, know anything about TikTok. Well, people like this video because they could show themselves alongside my video and they could be like, <gasps> you know, like shocked and surprised. And uh-huh, so it became okay. kind of a, a meme. Okay. So okay. Selena Gomez did that in December. Yeah. And then Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy, he, they both used my video. They both did. <laughs> so oh, no. I guess I, it, it's been fun. I mean, it's okay, been so crazy. Wait, wait, I want to, I want to share with the audience. Yes. Uh, the, uh, what it was exactly, because I think that was what was really funny. I was like, Chelsea is commenting on Dr. Don. Like, I didn't understand what was happening, but you had made the statement about heavy drinking is heavy drinking. Right. And then Chelsea responded back with, I guess I'm a drunk man. Yeah. I'm a drunk man. Right. Which, and again, I didn't understand that. I, it's a little out of context right now. Right. And so because that video has been like just just being bounced around TikTok, mm-hmm. most everybody has seen it at this point. It's been seen millions of times. It's been seen like between the secondary post, it's been seen last count like 15 million times. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. I know. <laughs> That's so fun. And it and, and to bring it back to like what we've been talking about, I think yeah. it's been it's been a really great it's been a really great platform to educate people about alcohol use. And, and for me, I mean, it's not the only thing I, the only subject I talk about, but what I've really liked is the reach that I've been able to have to have people have a conversation in the comments and also Mm -hmm. like to maybe pause and be like, Oh, I didn't realize my drinking was considered heavy or is there's an issue because it's so culturally accepted depending on your circles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was just sharing um, the research that just came out last week. Okay. Where uh, in the UK they scan they had brain scans of thirty six thousand people, mm-hmm. and they asked them how much they drank in the last year, mm-hmm. and they found people who even reported on average a drink a day had shrinkage in their brains. <sighs> and so I think this is really just helping. And granted, there's. You know, no research is totally conclusive. Or right. I mean, there's right. definitely issues with all research. However, I think it's important for people to just question or maybe just look into it a little bit more, just just to be curious, be curious about their their substance use. Yeah. Yeah. There is something really great about the sober curious that the movement, sober curious movement on just investigating their lives and knowing that. I find that a lot of them know that alcohol is or something is keeping them from their best life. Yeah. And I, I love the dry January and the sober October because it gives people this opportunity to just investigate and being a mindfulness teacher and mm-hmm. just holding that space for them of, of just getting curious. That, mm-hmm. That's, that is like so golden. And I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious as to why do you think that people fall into this habit or cycle of 
drinking, not drinking, drinking, not drinking. Why, why do you think people go into that? Well, I mean, there, there are multiple reasons. Um, one would be like their associations they have with drinking, like, oh, I need to drink if I'm doing something social or I need to drink if I'm watching a football game. I mean, there's all that. That's a struggle for people. I'm hanging out with friends. We have drinks. I don't want to be the only one not drinking. Um, that That's pretty common. Different holidays, different triggers. Yeah, <laughs> <Hello. it's, laughs> right. I mean, there's just so many excuses. Excuses mm-hmm. is not the right word. Reasons. Uh, reasons. <laughs> reasons. That's yeah. exactly it. So let's give our listeners mm-hmm. who are the sober curious or on that journey, what are some tools that they can use to get through? Oh, it depends on their reasons. Um, like again, family. Family uh, is a good one. Like it's family time. Okay. That's a good one. Family. It's family time. It's yeah. holiday vacation Holidays. time. Yeah. yeah. What's a bigger trigger than that, right? <laughs> like I'm going to the pool and mojitos are flowing and my kid is having fun. Right. So what does she do? I think it's helpful to think about the reasons that you don't want to drink to have, Mm, have mm -hmm. a mental list or actual physical list of reminders. Like, Mm. Oh, when I drink, I drink too much. Or when I drink, I feel sick afterwards. Or when I drink, it increases my anxiety when it wears off things like that, or it affects my sleep or, you know, I, I really, my, my health goals are not congruent with drinking, uh, those are all good reasons for people not to drink. Um, I mean, a ton of health reasons, right? And then as far as other tools, I mean, you probably, you know better than me as far as being in uh, sober communities. But but as far as what I can bring to the table as a naturopathic doctor is like, if anxiety is an issue, uh, which in this situation, I think anxiety yeah. is probably an issue. Uh, I would like to recommend like supplements that might be helpful in lieu of in replacement of the alcohol or whatever it is they're using, you know, to try those things. Any, any that you want to suggest real quick off the top of your head? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of L-theanine. Love L-theanine. So L-theanine is uh, an amino acid. It's the amino acid in green tea that helps with relaxation and focus. So it's a great great as a supplement. I uh, have people take it, people who need it, like throughout the day, they can take it scheduled or they can take it just as needed. Mm. And it's a nice way to do that either way. So good. So L-theanine for anxiety, anything else? Oh, there's a ton. Um, If, uh, well, there, there are a lot of herbs in a category called nervines. So that's like your passion flower. That's like your skull cap. Um, valerian. How about like teas then maybe? You could do teas if you're somebody who likes teas. Some of these herbs don't taste so great as a tea. I mean, I guess Uh, it's a matter of preference, but valerian, have you smelled valerian? It smells like sweaty socks. So yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah. It's not the best tea, (laughs) but it's a really great herb for anxiety. More like a tincture. Yeah. Yeah. Or a capsule. I mean, capsules convenient. You can just, you know, chug it down pretty quick. Um, yeah. Another one is, is lavender, uh, lavender oil. Mm. I know people think about a lavender essential oil that they can use topically, like on their skin or just yeah. smell or in a diffuser. 
which is helpful. But you can even take lavender. There, there's actually specifically designed lavender capsules that you can take once a day that really help with anxiety that have been studied. Yeah, it's nice. I would never take lavender. I I don't associate it with yeah. like a supplement, right? Like you'd have to buy the supplement that's specific for that, right? I don't right. recommend like making your own. Oh, no. <laughs> so L-theanine and some herbal support, lavender yeah. oil being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, creating a list. I like this idea of creating a list of what happens as a result of your drinking, like having those memories, because as somebody in recovery Mm -hmm. or the alcoholic brain forgets, I'm just going to call it like it is. Well, yeah. You get into that spot where you're just like, you're not, your frontal lobe goes offline. Right. And you're just like, I need, I need relief. You're not even thinking that you're just like animal brain. Right. (laughs) It is all animal brain. I'm going in now. Boom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So anything to really strengthen that executive functioning part of your brain, meditation, all these other things, that's really exercise. Exercise. Yeah. Exercise, I think is underused with this community. And I hope that's changing. I, that would be great, but I don't see, I don't see it. Do you see it changing? Uh, I don't know for sure. I can't say for sure. Yes. I, I mean, in, in okay, my good. experience, and yeah. maybe it's just because of who I've worked with. Yeah. But um, that's another thing for people to try and see, like, do you notice? Has it helped? Because it's going right. to do a whole bunch of things for somebody in the situation. Uh, we know it reduces cravings. Well, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. The, right the, there. the science on physical activity is... It's so valid. It helps relapse prevention. Yeah, yeah. It helps with sleep. I mean, we need, it reduces anxiety. It improves mood. It's like, yeah, it's the best thing. I, I know it is so good, but there's such resistance. I know. Like, I know that with my own clients, they're always like, mm, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it like every three days lane. And I'm like, no, every day oh. would be great. Just even 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh. It, it's so interesting. Again, the brain, how it like focuses, it is, the yes. resistance. Well, and here's another thing that I think about a bit too. Um, there's so much like disruption physiologically mm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely demonstrated in people who have substance use issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a contributing factor because if they're like, their cortisol levels are all jacked up and they're like flatline cortisol levels. They don't have the umph to exercise. Like right. it's hard. It's going to, it's going to be helpful, but like there's like some physiological reasons, or maybe they have um, a sleep disorder. They're at higher risk for a sleep disorder. They're not well rested. Mm. I know when I'm not well rested, I don't <sighs> feel like getting up and exercising. No, nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Like just close the blinds. Exactly. Yeah. You just want to <laughs> check out. How can I check out, please? Shut it all down. Yeah. I, uh, some days I'm a big fan of taking mental health days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Like just take the mental health day. You'll feel better tomorrow and it's okay. It's right. It's okay. The first time someone told me to call in sick for a mental health day. Yeah. My whole world changed. I was like, what? I'm supposed to show up no matter what I'm working. 
right? I, I, I hear you. Yeah. That's a Gen X thing too, I think. <laughs> Is it? I, I I just we're like it. little worker bees. Like, work, 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 work. Go, 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 yeah. Go, go. But yep. I think there's something around like self-worth, like having the like this sense of value around, oh, I'm gonna take care of myself. I can I can call my boss and just take a mental health day. They'll be okay. They'll get through without you. Right. Mm-hmm. So the millennials do this all the time. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying, Don? I'm not saying that. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. And I think there's more awareness now, you know, especially flexibility around workplace stuff in a way that yeah. we didn't have before pre-COVID, yeah. right? So True, true. And again, with the social media, people just learning so much about mental health. They're learning yeah. so much about self-care. I know. It's so cool. I went uh, in person live mm-hmm. uh, to teach meditation, mm-hmm. uh, to doctors and nurses this week. Mm-hmm. Great. My first event back. And I had 80, 80 of them in the room. Wow. Big group. And it was, it was amazing. And I, and I was, <laughs> I was a little nervous. Cause I was like, Oh, this is my first day back. Hi everyone. And I said, <laughs> so who's meditating here? And you know, there were three people, three. No, get out. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three, like what? Who, who, who meditates on at least Wait, three, three times a week in the Bay area. Yes. These, yeah. Okay. This is doctors and nurses and three of them raised their hand. I was like, okay, yay. You're my meditators. And who meditates, uh, maybe, maybe one, one day a week. And then like another, like three or four people. So literally I was guiding a room full of people that don't really meditate, even though we've had two years (laughs) of time to practice and to learn about taking care of ourselves, but it showed me like, again, a snapshot of here's a group of people that are highly stressed out and like not really taking the time to care for themselves. Yeah. It's really, it's It's discouraging. And again, I'm surprised in your area. I just would think like, you know, mm. some of those places like the Bay Area, like everybody would be, it'd be more the the rule than the exception. So that's surprising to me too. No. And as caregivers, like I know at times when I've been burnt out and, and I didn't, you, you can't be totally present with people. You can't, right? right. you really can't it, do it's your really, job the best way. It, it's, I don't know. I feel like we're in this place in our society where we, we know we should be taking care of ourselves, Mm. but if people just aren't, that's, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm experiencing. Mm. Well, I'm glad they had you. Yeah. And, and they were, it was great. They went in, you know, they, (laughs) well, and you think about the effect, the ripple effect of that, you help them, they help others. I mean, that's, that's everything. Yeah. It's, it was pretty great. It was great to be back in person and to be doing that and to watch them reach coherence. And it was delightful, Hmm. but I bring up this, this topic around, you know, caring for ourselves Mm -hmm. and how it's such a challenge. So what do you, like, do you go back to, well, try it for a week and see if you want, is that what you do? <laughs> That's one of my go-tos. Yeah. That yeah. One. Now, now people know I'm going to probably like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that if we work together <laughs> and Just try me, it, it's me being sneaky because I'm pretty sure you're going to like it, <laughs> but maybe you won't. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. 
I feel like you've given us a lot of ideas. Try is one of them. Just try it. Just try. Try, yeah. Try and try. Try the microbangs. It might not work. Oh my God. <laughs> they did not work, people. Do not get microbangs. But you know what? I saw this uh, teacher yesterday and she had the very, very microbangs and they look great on her. And I thought, look at her. She carries it off. <laughs> she just has magic. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, wow. Okay, Don. We are at our time and I just want to say thanks for hanging out yeah, with me. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah. And for sharing about Chelsea and uh, TikTok and these tips around uh, L-theanine and lavender oil. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, you know, supplements or things to ingest in our bodies that you should always check with your own practitioner before taking Absolutely. any action. Yes. Uh, so please do your research and go back to your doctor and check in with them about anything that I ever say on the show around supplements and your self-care program. Uh, Don, where can people find you? On TikTok, Dr. Don? TikTok. I, I, yeah, it's Dr. Don was taken, but Dr. Don Bantel, B-A-N-T-E-L. And yeah, we, we have some good conversations on there. Mm-hmm. So good. Thanks for being with me and being my co-host today. Well, thank you for inviting me. All right, everyone, have a great moment. May you find something bright, light, and something so delicious it fills you up so you can be the best you can be. Until next time, take good care. And just like that, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. What uh, such a good episode. I love Dr. Dawn. I hope that you will follow along her journey and her adventures over on her TikTok or Instagram. And I also want to make sure that you know that the Now What Academy, uh, we have a wait list for it. You can find out more about the Now What Academy at thenowwhatacademy.com. Also by joining the members area at Connected Calm Life, right? So members.connectedcalmlife. You can join and be hanging out with us uh, for as little as $5 a month. And inside you get all kinds of great resources and tools and tips and courses and oh, the ocean of yum. You can do that once a month with me. All right, my friend. Thanks again for being with me as always. I'll see you next time.